You're listening to the Feed You Podcast. This is episode 19. Welcome to the Feed You Podcast, giving you the real scoop on raising your business to new heights. Expert education, inspiration, and motivation to fuel your purpose, your passion, and your profits. Here's your host, Elisa Connor. Hello, hello. How is everybody this morning? Welcome to the Feed You Podcast. I have the great pleasure of having Amanda Bond on as my guest today. And Amanda is an ad strategist for Facebook. And she is going to walk us through the do's and the don'ts and the ups and the downs of Facebook and the algorithm and how to run Facebook ads to actually get in front of the people you want to get in front of. We know that social media is a very competitive landscape right now. And so if you are, have been intimidated by Facebook ads and you don't really know where to get started or how to make them work for you, or maybe you've started some ads and they aren't working, she's gonna give us the inside scoop. She's been doing this for a really long time and is um, really an expert in the area of Facebook advertising. So one of the things we're gonna talk about is, you know, is it worth it to run Facebook ads? Are they expensive? What does that look like? Um, How to get in front of the people we need to get in front of? And all of that, how to stand out on Facebook if your people are there. And if they're not there, she talks about that as well. So maybe you have somebody that runs your Facebook ads for you and you haven't really given a thought to it because you hired somebody to do that. And you're like, I don't really need to listen to this episode. Well, I'm going to caution you to tune in anyway, because even though you may have somebody creating your ads, you really need to know what's going on in that arena, because otherwise you're spending money, you're not seeing results, and it's just one more thing to chalk up as an expense. So let me tell you a little bit about Amanda, and then I'm going to bring her on the show. Amanda Bond is the owner of the Ad Strategist and the creator of the Strategy, get that, system, Strategy. I thought that was cute. Entrepreneur Magazine calls her a Facebook advertising genius due to her unique mix of creativity and her vast analytical experience from analyzing hundreds of millions of client ad impressions. She has a fiery personality and mixes education and entertainment in a straight shooting way to show people the right way to do Facebook advertising. Help me welcome to the show, Amanda Bond. Just a little heads up about this interview. We had a few technical difficulties at the beginning, but if you can just make it through about the first three or four minutes, they level out and it'll be a great interview for you to get the information you need. Thanks for being understanding about technical difficulties. You know they happen and I appreciate you tuning in. Enjoy the interview. I'd like to welcome to the show, Amanda Bond. Thank you so much for being here and please tell my audience, a little bit about you and what's going on in your business today. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to chit chat with everyone. I spend so much time in the digital world in my business that I get to get back to my roots today because I actually started my business as a social media manager, working with a lot of local businesses, helping them to bring foot traffic in to their shops, their stores, their practices. And now I help people use Facebook ads to do that and really amplify the results that they're getting locally. Awesome. Well, and I know I stalked you a little bit on um, Facebook, ironically. (laughs) And uh, we have some mutual friends in common. And so that's how I found you. But what I really love about Amanda's business that she didn't touch on is that she is really a resource for people who are wanting to get going with Facebook ads 
She's got some great resources on her website that I'll ask her to talk about in just a few minutes. But my first question for you, Amanda, is, you know, I'm, I have um, listeners that are brand new to Facebook ads, and they don't have any idea where to start. Can you walk through the different types of audiences that they need to take a look at to get some traction? Absolutely. So actually, before I dive into audiences, I always like to start asking people if they're even ready to run Facebook ads in the first place. Because one of the things that happens is in our industry of digital marketing, people tout Facebook ads as this end all and be all. It's the magic bullet formula to get more traffic, to get more eyeballs, to get more attention. And so I really like to encourage business owners to slow down before they start trying to speed up. Because the, the challenge, I guess, Maybe the beauty also of Facebook ads is they amplify what's not working in our sales process. So before you ever give that Facebook ATM any money, we got to sit down and think about what am I actually trying to accomplish for my business with ads? And you know, the easy answer, you're going to hear this a lot. I want more business. I want more clients. I need more patience, right? Sounds like the simple answer. But I want people to sit and get clear on what does that mean? How have we got new people into our practice before? What did we do to attract them? What was the offer? What was the thing that we recommended that they do? Or how did we position the consultations in the first place to get those new people in the door? Because like I said, Facebook advertising, most people just want to hit the go button and cross their finger and hope for results. When you play that game, results are not going to happen. So step one, zoom out and say, what am I trying to achieve here with Facebook ads in the first place? If you know that you placed, oh my gosh, you placed a, a newspaper ad prior and it had a really great new client offer and that got new people in the door, ding, 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 that's an idea of, okay, we can now take that to a different medium. We can take that over to Facebook and pay to get in front of new eyeballs locally, right? Once you have that initial offer figured out, once you figure out how you're going to essentially hook people get them excited about what you do and the, the features and the benefits that your work can have in the transformation that they're essentially looking to achieve in their life, they're going to be more likely to take action once they see a Facebook ad from you. So thank you for doing a commercial for my business. <laughs> I know you didn't yeah. intend to do that, but that's exactly, I 100% agree. You've got to figure out who you're talking to, what they need, how you're different. That's all your brand work. That's what I help you with. So that being said, I also would love for you to give the audience some ideas on ways um, that they may not be thinking of using Facebook ads, like for example, for example, to grow their email subscriber list or to... Yeah get some traction in the market, just some notice. So can you talk a little bit about that as well? Absolutely. So when we do Facebook advertising, and I'm going to use an example of uh, an orthodontist that we work with. So uh, an orthodontist, the goal is to get more people to put braces in their mouth. <laughs> okay, I might be simplifying it a little bit, but essentially that is the end goal. Well, when it comes to Facebook ads, we already know they know how to attract new people into the practice. They have an offer that's worked in other mediums. 
Now it's time to start thinking of Facebook ads. So we break it down into three really simple phases. Phase one is called connect. And this is wide targeting. This is targeting people in your geographic region. And you're targeting pretty much any person of age to make a financial buying decision around orthodontic work in this case. So we're connecting with audiences. We are growing our know, like, and trust factor in the community. We're getting more eyeballs and awareness on our brand so that people say, oh, I know that name, right? It's that, what's, what's the stat that they have in advertising? It takes seven times to really start to have people pay attention to your marketing. So in phase one, in Connect, we encourage people to run video ads or ads where we're not selling anything yet, but we're simply engaging with our audience and building up a pool of people that we can do something called retargeting. And retargeting is just reminder marketing, getting back in front of the people that we have already interacted with online. And so that leads us into phase two. So once you're connecting with people, once you're growing your audiences, your awareness within the community, then we move into phase two, which is commit. And that's all about asking for a micro commitment. So maybe we're not asking them to come into the practice yet. Maybe we're not asking them to give us money. However, we are saying, hey, if you'd like a little bit more information, if you'd like a teeth cleaning checklist for your child. Why don't you give me your email address, make this micro commitment here, and in exchange, I'm gonna give you this free downloadable, which then we can move our advertising over to email marketing and Facebook ads. We got different channels we can now communicate with people through. So in phase two, which we call commit, it's all about building that email list called lead generation. Once you have a larger audience who is putting their hand up and self-identifying saying, hmm, this is something that I am interested in, I am fascinated in, then that's when the sales process starts. And like I said before, you already have to know what your sales process is going to look like before starting with Facebook ads. But when you do Facebook ads, the third phase here, which we call close, that is all about generating revenue. It's about getting new butts in seats. It's about getting people in the door and making those sales transactions. So in phase three, we're making offers. We're following up with people that came in for initial consultations but haven't booked the rest of the procedures that they have prescribed to them along the way. So three phases stacked one on top of the other is what is going to help you have advertising success, especially in a local market. Now, just one quick word of caution here because it sounds like there's a lot to do here. It sounds like, oh my gosh, I, I thought I only had to run one Facebook ad. Now you're telling me there's phases and different things you can do within the phases. My friend Greg from Systemly always says it this way. Start simple and get ninja later. So if you are starting with Facebook ads, the first thing that we want to start with is that close phase. 
We want to make sure that the people who already are in our online communities who follow our Facebook page or maybe our Instagram account, who are already in our database or our email list, we want to make sure those people are transacting with the business. And the ads that we serve up to those that already know, like, and trust us are working first, right? Because if not, if we just start trying to build and grow new audiences and it's, it's not already working with the people that know, like, and trust us, there is a very high likelihood that everything that you do after that will fall flat. So we need to figure out what offer is going to get people transacting with the business. Once you know that magic formula, then it just becomes a case of amplifying some content to get in front of new eyeballs. Awesome. Now you mentioned doing a video ad versus a image ad. Can you talk a little bit about why and how that impacts your results and that sort of thing? Absolutely. So Facebook right now is actually highly favoring video as an advertising medium. So it costs less to advertise when you use video. You can get in front of more eyeballs for less. And as a business owner, that's just a great business decision when it costs us less to do our advertising. And it can be very dynamic. Now, I'm not saying go out and have a highly produced, hire a video crew, bring in a videographer, get lights, camera, action, editors, all of that. It doesn't have to be an overly produced video. Heck, some of the cool things that we're seeing online these days are hospitals doing Facebook Lives from the operating room. Have you seen those? No, that's insane. It's absolutely insane. There's a, there's a little warning that just says graphic content, obviously. <laughs> but they are live streaming procedures because people are curious about what goes into the work that others are doing. So you could do live streaming, you could interview some of your existing patients, you could bring people on a video tour just using your iPhone around the office. You could introduce them to some of your staff. Heck, if you don't even wanna be on camera, one of the things that I recommend is just putting together a few simple slides and then recording your expressing what's on the slides, right? Like there's so many different apps and tools out there that can help you create video for less. The reason as marketers that we use video is because it's so dynamic, because Facebook prefers it as a medium, so it is more cost effective, and people really engage with it. People remember video more than they remember a static image at the end of the day. Right. Now, do you have a recommendation like if somebody of a tool that you use that you love that you would share with the audience so that they have somewhere to go if they want to start on this? I use the most basic tool called Camtasia as my video editing software. It allows me to record my desktop. So if I just wanted to show what was on my computer screen, maybe I'm showing somebody how to book using our online link. You could just do a simple walkthrough of how to do that or navigating your website visioning the screen. So it just allows you to record the screen and then make simple little chops and edits. I am not a video editor, but <laughs> I can throw a video together quite quickly now by not getting too complicated with the tools. 
However, there are, I know some people using iPhone apps to edit video. I don't have any specific recommendations, but maybe Google some iPhone video editing apps. They're free. They have really great results. You can put some text overlays. You know, maybe maybe have uh, an assistant at the office working on something like that, and it's very simple. Right. So don't well, overcomplicate it. One that I use is Adobe Spark, and it's really okay. easy. And it's yeah. So I would recommend that one if you have an iPhone or you want to just invest a little bit. You can invest in that. Um, to be cognizant of your time, I want to touch on two other areas. And one is I would like to get back to audiences and how to determine, you know, once you are moving past the, well, first let's talk about targeting the people that are already like our pages and what that kind of looks like on the background and on the back end, and then how we move from beyond that. Okay. So the beauty is we're dealing with smaller geographic regions when you have an online business, when you're selling something internationally, like a digital course or an e-commerce product, this one becomes your audience is so broad that penetrating that market is way too expensive. Our benefit or our opportunity here is that dealing with smaller geographic regions means that we can get in front of people over and over and over again for less. So when it comes to anyone dealing with local ads, I recommend not thinking too much about your targeting when it comes to laying those initial connect ads, getting that brand awareness out there. Just like if you placed an ad in a hockey arena or on the side of a bus, for example, you wouldn't say, don't roll through the bad parts of town, <laughs> right? You'd be like, whatever, whatever bus line that is on, that's where my advertisement is going to go. So when it comes to bringing people into practice on Facebook, we treat it the same way because you only have X amount of people to get in front of over and over again. Once people have interacted with your ads after that connect phase, so they've watched a little snippet of your video, at least three seconds of it. They have engaged with your Facebook page. So whether they've liked something, commented on something, shared, clicked, messaged your page, or watched a video or engaged over on your Instagram business profile, we can then tell Facebook, hey, Facebook, all of those people that are putting their hands up, they're engaging, they're watching our videos, let's advertise to them deeper, right? So this is where the commit and the close ads, those lead generation ads where we're collecting email addresses and we're getting people the offers to turn them into patients. That is where we wanna go deeper with people that are putting their hands up. And Facebook calls those custom audiences. And the other two that I didn't mention were anyone who clicks over to your website when you have your Facebook pixel installed on your website. And if, if you don't uh, know how to install a Facebook pixel, you can go to, I have a blog post on how to set it up, theadstrategist.com forward slash Facebook pixel. <laughs> and so you just put this simple little piece of code on your website, which then fires information back to Facebook and say, hey, all these people are visiting you. Hey, all these people are seeing you on Google. They're searching you, they're finding you. 
And now we can put ads back in front of those people. The last audience is also your email list. So anyone whose email that you're collecting from past patients to uh, people that are opting into our emails, that's we can take that audience and say to Facebook, hey, let's put ads in front of them as well. Awesome. And so um, when you're doing that, you we discussed retargeting. And so would you talk a little bit about how that's different than going after the people that are already interacting with you? Like, cause that's a different type of interaction. So can we talk a little bit about that? So they are very similar. Retargeting is normally referred to as people who are already in the sales process, who have expressed intent to purchase your product services or offering. So let's say you had a page with a discount on an initial consultation and people could purchase that online and then come into practice and redeem it. Let's say you had a hundred people that visited that page, but only eight people signed up. Retargeting is essentially just saying Facebook, anyone who's landing on that sign up page, but doesn't transact with us, let's put an ad in front of them to remind them to come back and finish their checkout. So that's usually how retargeting is referred to. The beauty though, is when we talk about engaging and remarketing to our custom audiences, those audiences of people that have already engaged with the brand, video views, engagement, website traffic, and your email list, essentially that is still retargeting because you've interacted with them previously, you might not have been in the selling process, you might be in the relationship building process, but you are still getting in front of people over and over again. Whenever we look at Facebook ads, instead of just having one ad, crossing your fingers and hope that, like hoping that it works, you want to be getting in front of people continuously. It's really that top of mind awareness that drives people to make a purchase when the time's right for them. So that's why it's important to just target your general geographic area, of course, with some maybe age filters on there, depending on who your ideal patients are. Not really worry too much about interest targeting because you have this beautiful local demographic. So it's already going to cost you less to get in front of the right person and then stay relevant with them, get in front of them, share videos of the end results of people that you've worked with, share videos of your staff, of the way that you do things, of what makes you different, and then constantly be making offers along the way. There is this subsegment of people that go to one extreme or the other. So they, they only sell, <laughs> they only give offers or they only do the fluffy light audience building stuff. So really have a good mix. Think about those three phases. How am I going to connect with my audience? How am I going to ask them to make a micro commitment? And then how are we going to close them into new patients? I love that. And that's, yeah, it's very much like building a relationship in real life. You're just, doing it through advertising. 
absolutely. So I want to back up for a minute because it, people may not be familiar with the Pixel, and I know um, you have a blog post, and, but it is a piece of code. I want to ask, do you have to put that um, on every single page of your website? Do you have to put it you know, in one certain place? Can you just tell us kind of the, the general steps of what to do with that Pixel so that we can get Facebook the information that it needs? Absolutely. So to preface, I am not a developer myself. I hate messing with the code. So we are probably all on the same page when it comes to the pixel. In the blog post that I recommend, there are three, I believe, simple plugins that I recommend if you're running your website on WordPress. That is just a simple thing that you install on your WordPress site. It essentially says, paste your Facebook pixel here. You do so, you click save, and then it's spread across your entire site. And you don't have to get technical with it. So keep it as simple as possible. Don't mess with the code itself if you don't have to. Use tools to help you make things easier. But even if you're not going to start Facebook advertising this year or even just yet, still place your pixel today. The reason that I want you to place your pixel today is that Facebook's going to allow you to advertise to people who visited your site within the last year. So if you place it today and you place an ad 364 days from now, you'll be able to target every single person that hit your site since you placed the pixel on there in the first place. So regardless of advertising yet or not, get in there, get that pixel placed because it's going to give you a great pool of people that are highly likely to take action in the future. That is great advice. Thank you for reiterating that. Um, and I, I don't think people are aware of that. Okay, so a couple more questions for you since I have you um, as our guru. Um, there are multiple places you can advertise now with Facebook and you've got Facebook stories, you've got Facebook newsfeed, you've got Facebook, um, sidebar, you've got Instagram and Instagram stories. So can you talk a little bit about, you know, the, the differences between all of those and how to get the best traction, that sort of thing? Because I, you know, there's many, many statistics out there as far as this one's working better now and this one's working better today. And so I'm just curious what your perspective is of, of where to place our ads and how, how do we determine that and make sure that they're being seen and that we're driving traffic there. So there's so many school schools of thought on this one. When I speak to my Facebook rep, Facebook is going to tell you, choose all placements, just leave it clicked, leave them all selected. It's fine. They do have a good reason for saying that. In, in their view, what's happening is, is they look at it from an available inventory perspective. Hey, hey, what ad inventory do we have available? We probably have extra inventory on our third-party networks. So different websites that allow Facebook to place ads on their website will have higher available inventory than the coveted Facebook news feed. So of course they're going to say keep it on all placements because it'll be, I'm doing air quotes right now, cheaper in the long run. What I recommend to our members, our clients, is to really dial in 
on one platform that works for you. So whether your business or brand is stronger on Instagram or stronger on Facebook, double down on the one thing and focus on that platform. I know that there are a lot of practices out there having fun with things like Instagram stories, but then there's other people who the thought of creating 15 second snippets of content that are only seen for 24 hours seems so exhausting. I might be one of those people in that camp. <laughs> so when it comes to your placement, don't worry about what other people are doing. Worry about what feels good for your brand, where you can create the strongest content, which platform you prefer, and then stay consistent. Don't just choose this placement that time and then the placement over here the next time to try and experiment. Go into everything on purpose. If you say, hey, most of our people come and interact with our Facebook page, you're going to be advertising primarily in the Facebook news feed. You might experiment with the right-hand column ads, so those smaller ads that you see when you're on desktop. And for the heck of it, you might try a Facebook Stories ad. But if Facebook is your strong suit, stay there so that you can start to build momentum on your page as well. Because once people start interacting with your ads, they're liking, commenting, sharing, hey, they might come back and like your page, which then they're going to see your content in the future. Awesome. And yeah, we could go on and on about all the places that you can advertise with Facebook because they're everywhere. Everywhere. Um, but I did want to touch on, I think my audience would be interested in, in your perspective of investment. I mean, Facebook ads costs are going up. They used to be the cheapest thing in the market, but I still think that it's one of the most reasonable ways to get the word out there about your business. Is that the case? And do you see it continuing that way, you know, in the next 18 to 24 months? I have all the thoughts on this and we are, we're actually producing a piece of content right now about the rise of Facebook advertising costs and certain marketers will be priced out of the market in the near future. So let me tell you how you can not be one of those businesses that are priced out of Facebook advertising. The first thing is going back to what we first said on this episode is know your offer. Know how you turn attention into revenue in general. If you don't understand that, Again, Facebook ads are gonna only amplify what's broken. So it's important to start with the foundation, figure out, okay, from a digital marketing standpoint, this is the pathway, this is the customer journey that we have to put people through, and then look at your numbers. I'm a spreadsheet nerd, so that sounds fun to me, but if it doesn't sound fun to you, things that you might wanna ask yourself is, how many people come in for an initial consultation and then end up creating a treatment plan with us or go on to whatever the next phase of the, the consultation to, to therapy or whatever it might be. Figure out how, like the conversion rate. So, okay, I have 
six people book initial consultations and four of those people end up going on to continue treatment. Perfect. So you're going to take the revenue that comes from those patients over a longer time period, right? Like over the lifetime value of those people in your practice. You're going to add up how much that's worth to your practice. You're going to figure out how much after paying your staff and all of your expenses you have made from those people. And you're essentially just going to figure out your earnings per consultation booked. If you understand what you're earning in the long run for somebody walking in your door for a consultation, and let's say, let's say we'll use the orthodontist. In his case, his earnings per consultation was about $4,500. If you know that, then it's easier to plan to spend $200, $300, $400 to book a consultation and maybe be in the red when they first come in and know that you're going to make the money with them becoming long-term patients. And so it's important to think of those numbers and don't just think of Facebook like this magic pill that you just drop a few bucks in and then you turn it into a quadrillionaire because that is not the way it works. So nail the sales process, then understand your numbers, and then three is get very thoughtful and strategic with your three phases, connect, commit, close. Once you have those things, you have such a higher likelihood for success. And when Facebook ad costs are rising, you're like, it's okay because my earnings per consultation can support these rising ad costs. And you're right, it's so much cheaper than placing placing newspaper ads and having no idea how many freaking people it's actually bringing in to the office or, or doing mailings to different zip codes or postal codes and spending thousands on print, right? Just that I used to actually sell uh, print door to door to different professionals and uh, just the cost of printing, not even mailing. And there was no tracking, no attribution to know what even worked. What, like save those dollars and redirect them slowly once you know those three things that we chatted about. And I'd like to add in one other thing um, to look at is, the lifetime value of that customer. Yeah. Because like with the orthodontist example, you may have two or three kids in that family that come in and become patients because of those initial ads. Absolutely. So it could actually be $13,000 that, you, you know, if it's worth spending $1,000 if you're making $13,000 because they've got three kids to put through braces. So Absolutely. I love that. And I love that you really touched on um, the strategy behind it and not just, don't just wing it. Um, Customers are way too smart, and so we have to be smarter. Um, so I uh, so appreciate your information. But I, before I let you go, before I give you back to give your back give your day back to you, um, please tell my audience where they can find you and where they can find out more about what you do and some ways that they can engage with you. Well, I always love hanging out with people on my Facebook page. I like to model different ways that you can do business on Facebook without appearing spammy, without being so business first. So come hang out at facebook.com forward slash the ad strategist. 
And you can come on over to our blog where I have some great blog posts and tutorials on getting started with those three phases at theadstrategist.com. Awesome. And I will put those links in the show notes as well as the two tools that we mentioned to get your video started. And I just really want to say thank you so much for being here today. It was such a pleasure. And what information, what value bombs you dropped for us. So thank you so, so much. Thank you so much for having me on the show. This episode is being brought to you by my new master training, Pretty Doesn't Pay the Bills. If you've invested in all the aesthetics of building a brand, including picking the right fonts, picking the right colors, and creating that magazine-worthy website, yet you're still not seeing any additional traction, clients, or money in your business, this master training is built for you. In this master training, I will cover the three essentials that your brand is missing in order for you to gain the traction you need, get in front of the people you need to get in front of, turn them into paying customers, and last but not least, create the business that you love. To join me for this free training, please visit my website, alisaconnor.com forward slash pretty. Again, you can find the link to join the training at alisaconnor.com forward slash pretty. Thanks for listening to the Feed You Podcast at www.alisaconnor.com forward slash podcast.